Loving the shirt, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you, bro. That's cool. I haven't seen that in a while. Is that a throwback? No, no, no. It's just a. It's just a shirt. When I got when I was out there, it's like the they did like a Biggie collaboration, and oh. I, you know, I'm not gonna miss out on that. So I had to get to get a shirt. You get any Kooji socks or no? I didn't get Kooji socks, but I did mm. get a Kooji jersey. I got a Kevin Durant Kooji jersey. Yeah. Oh, really? Eh? Yeah, it's kind of fire, actually. I'm not gonna lie. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. All right, man. Yeah, I'll talk to you, man. En- enough with the basketball, man. Enough with the basketball. What's up? <laughs> and what we've been getting up to lately. 50 Cent versus Little Wayne. Who do you have off the bat? In what? In the, in the versus. Who do you got? 50 Cent, Little Wayne. Uh, Wayne destroys him. Okay. That was a pretty short conversation. But I just <laughs> feel like a lot of people on the internet are getting me so upset because like they have revisionist history. Like Lil Wayne wasn't the greatest rapper for how many years? For almost like a decade, you could almost say. Yeah. Compared to Fifty Cent, and everyone's like, "Yeah, but Fifty Cent has a really good album, like a classic album." Well, you don't think Wayne has a couple of those and a couple of classic mixtapes to go as well too? It's just the disrespect that Wayne's been getting in his in his uh golden years, as I would like to say it, mm-hmm. as his dreadlocks are th- are starting to thin out a bit. It's just a disrespect, man. Been having it. I I've been listening to a lot of Wayne recently, just because it's great workout music. Like Lil Wayne mm. just makes really really great workout music. He gets you going. I'm sure Fifty Cent probably does too. To be honest with you, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I should go listen to some Fifty. But outside of Get Richard Die Trying, which is a near perfect album, by the way, Fifty could potentially just play that and you know put up a good fight. But like. If you do that, the G Unit collabs, the what was the other one he had after that? Massacre, right? Massacre. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, so like I think that's about it for 50. And then Wayne has Joe Wayne has pretty much everything. Wayne has mixtape Wayne, Wayne has Wayne has album Wayne. Wayne could play the Carter three against Get Richard Die Trying and maybe put up a good fight too. So I just I disagree. I think I think Lil Wayne just has the the catalog. He has a larger catalog, and also Wayne has done more features in his life than Fifty Cent has. Wayne has done ten times the amount of features that that Fifty Cent has. So Wayne can potentially win just off of features. Bro, Wayne I, has I, way more to pull from. No pun intended. Wayne has way more to pull from. The fact is, it, the only way Little Wayne could have the little chance of losing is if he decides to pick a horrible 20 to go with. That's the mm-hmm. only way I can see him fumbling this, is if he starts playing, like, I don't know, um, like, if he starts playing, like, How to Love or something like that versus In the Club, then, like, obviously, it's just the logistics issues. He's just doing something bad. 
But if he picks a proper 20, there's no way he's going to lose. There's just so much more to pick from. So much quality and also quantity as well, too. Away, man. Wayne has made more hits than 50 Cent. Sorry. Wayne has made more hits than 50 Cent has forgot. I don't know if that's the right way to phrase it, to be honest with you. I'm messing up the, the phrasing. But my point is Lil Wayne has so many songs, an incredible amount of songs. I was listening to the Carter 3 and the Carter 4 recently. I'm like, man, that's those are two fire albums. You go back, Carter yeah. 1, Carter 2, all, all four Carters, absolutely fire. He could just mm-hmm. play those. He could just play those and potentially beat 50. He could just play his features and potentially beat 50. Even and then the can... one off the, new, off, off the new Carter album, like honestly, even for like the younger generation, I know people may make cloudy for this, but if he plays the intro... With uh, XSX Tentacion, the Don't Cry song, like you can't tell me that intro is not hard as well too. Like he, people say, oh Wayne doesn't have like current hits as well too. They're forgetting how well his last album sold. Like that album also, sold very, very well. Also, that song Five Four Three Two Alevan Go Bat with the Butt Go. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you know he ha- yeah. he has he he's, you see you're right. He keeps, he has a feature. You know what I mean? You're right. Yeah, right, you're right. he does he does his thing, man. He does his thing. I think I think it would be Wayne pretty easily. I don't think Fifty would come close. Uh, I have a question back at you though, because I got a I got some people pretty mad. Mm-hmm. Who who do you, what do you think was a more impactful album? Get Rich or Die Trying by 50 Cent or Illmatic by Nas? I would say Illmatic by Nas. Why? I think just because at first how young Nas was for writing Illmatic, I think he was like what? I believe he was 18 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. he was was super young. young. Yeah, he was super young. No, like to, to be honest and... The, you know, you know, like the hip hop fairy tales, like it's 18. But if you go to the barbershop, people are like, yo, nah, Nas is actually 16. And then I was on Reddit like a month ago and people say, nah, bro, he wrote it literally, you know, he was technically a little bit younger than that. So people have that barbershop top where people are like, you know, they kind of mm-hmm. like forget a lot of the years like they do with Wayne, like we talked previously. But uh, I have to say Illmatic. Why? People are also saying the other way around, eh? No, I was saying trying. I was saying get rich or die trying, but a lot of people got mad oh. at me because they were like, "What are you talking about?" Illmatic was like, it's like the staple album from the '90s. I just my argument was that get rich or die trying really changed the way we consumed music. Yeah. It, it ushered in a new generation of how people consumed the genre. I think mm. it made uh, the connection. You know how we talk about like how rap music is really like pop music now. Like it's the most mm-hmm. popular music out there. You go and listen to the top 100 and 50 to 60% of those songs are rap songs. I think a lot of that has to do with 50 and how much more commercial he made rap. So sure. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think to be honest, you do have a point, man. 50 did a lot for, for the, for the New York scene, man. Like 50 was definitely global. We talked about like he was on tour recently and you know like a lot of like older artists like we love them and honestly i hate like talking about the older uh, generation and stuff like that but even though we do like grow with 50s music a lot of people that he considers his peers aren't selling out stadiums aren't selling out like huge concert venues you see 50s on tour right now you look in the crowd bro there's bare people honestly i didn't think he was gonna sell that many tickets but it's just him and you know a, a few people on the team and he's just playing all the classics, so I do. And you know what? Like those, what you're saying those those artists always do well uh, internationally in like Europe and shit like that because you know mm. obviously they they still hold those artists near and dear to their heart. So like, 
I remember uh, Snoop Dogg, one of our friends in England, um, Matt to you, she really wanted mm. to go see Snoop Dogg and Snoop Dogg was performing and it's like, okay, well, I don't think anybody would be interested to go watch a Snoop Dogg concert right now here in Toronto, but in Europe, yeah. there's still so much room for, for, sure. for that. So the untapped potential of that, I just think it's like they made that era of hip hop made commercial rap music possible and that's opened up a whole new lane a whole new wave of people so i don't know man i think there was there's definitely that impact there maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong though maybe i'm tripping no no you're right as well too i don't understand why people put it in there is uh as well too because like that album did sell well you look at the top 20 um selling like hip-hop albums you have you have eminem in there you have 50 Cent in there, you have Drake, you have Lil Wayne in there twice. You have Lil Wayne in there twice, you have Drake in there twice, you have 50 Cent in there twice, and you have Eminem in there twice. So I understand both parts of people's arguments. How could you not like say that? I'm playing devil's advocate. As if we're being honest, the top eight for biggest first week sales in hip-hop history, you have Eminem twice, you have Drake twice, you have Lil Wayne twice, and you have 50 Cent twice. <laughs> You know, like it's literally right there. But that's, honestly, yeah, I, I, as much as I said that, I'm gonna have to say, obviously, Illmatic, because you know, it inspired the film Belly. You know what I mean? Just for that alone, too. Yeah. Just the switching up of the style, mm-hmm. um, solidified the source, like you know, the five mics rating system, and like this, like the whole like tour and, and the vibe of everything, and it just set new like benchmarks for production and like what hip hop could achieve at that time. You know, yeah. DJ Premier was on an epic run, <laughs> an epic run. So crazy, crazy, crazy run. Yeah, so. yeah. Premier Premier is also a huge part of why that album is reviewed. So that's true. And lastly, just me a little bit. They both have this actually album covers. Both have iconic album covers. To yeah. be honest, yeah. and he did set the bar for album cover because everyone does that young baby like young boy album cover now. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's true. That's true. Fair enough. I just wanted to ask the question. No, we got a little tangent. That was pretty cool. I like it when we get a little, a lot of hip hop like nerd nerdish flow sometimes. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I love when we get into the to the nitty gritty of it. But uh, let's talk about hip hop greats as well too, man. Poor man, J Cole, Corday. Hip hop greats. <laughs> J Cole, of course. And then it's this poor man's version of J Cole. YBN yeah. Corday. Oh, sorry, Corday. Actually, uh, talks about not doing a feature with Maroon 5. Just insert that clip right here. Have you ever regretted saying no? Have you ever said no and then saw something that was like, fuck, maybe I should have said yes to that? Yeah, it was just Maroon 5 song. It's uh, called Memories. <laughs> it was after it my... Exactly. It was, uh, funny, though. it was my... After my... It was probably like two or three months after my first album. And again, I, I thought about it. Like, I cut the... Re- I did the... My initial feeling was, I'm gonna cut this motherfucker. I did it. But then I thought about it. I'm like, is it too early in my career to do a pop record this big. Does yes. that make sense? And the manager was talking to my manager about no, like how many like, you know, um, he was like, the song is called Memory, so they had it plugged in before the song came out. Like, yeah, when you open up the uh, the photos app on your phone and Memories, this song is going to play on every iPhone and this and this. So we knew it was going to be a smash, but I'm like, yo, it might be too early on in my career to do a pop I ain't going to lie to you. So wait, 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 wait. At what point did you go like, fuck, maybe I should have did it? 
Um, when and why? Uh, yeah. When I just heard it, when I got in the Uber one time and I just heard it, but I still don't regret it because I have no regrets whatsoever, right? But I was just like, I just wonder what would be different if I did do that. But like, just looking back now, I'm happy that I that I didn't do it. But actually, I can't even say I'm happy. I'm like fifty fifty on it. Yes, it's so funny to me that in this clip he's like, you know, I, the the question literally was, is there one like feature or song you didn't regret? And then at the end he finished it with, but I don't regret anything in life. You know, I, I just live with no regrets. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was funny that he kind of like worded it that way. He clearly regretted not doing the feature. Um, Would have helped him out a, bu a bunch with the bag. I don't know, man. Corday seems like he probably should be doing features like that because, yeah, y you know, like, I don't want to fit him into a box already, but he mm. seems like the type of, uh, he seems like the type of rapper that you would play at an elementary school, uh, That's talent cool. show. You know yeah, what I mean? We both like, cannot be doing this to him. You know, no, but you know what I mean? Like, like it, he's like, he fits in the same elk as like Chance the Rapper where it's like good, yeah. positive rap music. Right. Uh, yeah. A big thumbs up. It's like, let's go and talk to the schools talk to the kids yeah. man you talk know so kids yeah I, I don't know yeah. i i just feel like but he's worse anything... than that because at least with chance and people like logic you can never discredit and people pen. like logic no 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 i'm gonna shoot him some bail like in that and like elk logic his earlier stuff very good and people cannot discredit that everyone knows that he told the story very well chance the rapper told his story very well corday Told the story, not very well. Can you t I know you could tell me about Logic's upbringing. You could tell me the yeah. same thing about uh, everyone besides Corday's. So it's literally it's weird for him. Can you tell me about Corday's upbringing? What what has he been through? Okay, I get it. I get what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. I actually no. You know, what? to be fair, I think I think uh, Corday does have a pretty rough upbringing too. I don't know. He rapped about it a little bit on his last a little bit, album. Yeah. Um, I'll show you some I, though, yeah, but I don't. It's not memorable just, to me. It's oh, not his, memorable. That his, chant in Logics was like they painted enough. their pain in a very well picture that did it well. Great artists have to do that. Drake does Drake does it very well. Jake Cole does it very well. Kodak does it very well. But um, you know, I'll I will shoot. Corday sounds. Bit. Corday feels like a little bit of an industry plant to me. He does, man, and you know he's so much of a like. Not industry plan, but he can't really find his lane not to diss him. Then he even had J. Cole production on his last project. So you sound like J. Cole and you have J. Cole behind production. And J. Cole's probably such a nice dude. He's probably going to help the young generations. But I'm like, yeah, for sure I'll help the younger dudes. Mm -hmm. You imagine J. Cole saying no to helping out uh, a young Corday with, with some beat productions and picking beats. Obviously, Cole's not going to say no. So now you have a dude sounding like Cole with Cole production. But it definitely is a catch-22 for uh, Corday because, like, if he does the song with Maroon 5, people will call him a sellout. If he doesn't do the song, it's like a missed opportunity. But, yeah, I see what he's saying, though. Like, it's up and down. Up and down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, when it comes to not doing the song with Maroon 5, he said it was early on in his thing. I kind of agree with what he's saying, like, especially... Mm -hmm. At that point in his career, for him to do a song with Maroon Five, it might have been. Do the you really direction. agree though? Would you do the same? Don't don't do this to me right now. Do you agree? Would you do the same? I mean, I mean, I would. I would like to work with Maroon Five. You know, I wouldn't mind the Maroon Five feature at all. Nobody was. Nobody's gonna be pigeon box and pigeonhole yeah. me if I do a feature with Maroon Five. I would 5. never talk to you again if you told to me, yo, you had a chance to do a Maroon Five feature, and you're like, yo, 
I just personally think it's not the time right now. <laughs> a, you know what the new like type of audience you will gain, a whole new type of fan base. B, Cordae turned it down, and guess who did the remix? Nipsey mm-hmm. Hustle and YG. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you might yeah. as well just done it anyways. And you know, to me, this is a prime example of how to flop a bag. So to be honest. And yeah. for be honest, you can do it. Like Kendrick's still eating off that um the residuals from that uh, Imagine Dragon songs from the early 2010s. Right. right <laughs> you know, yeah. why can't Taylor. you do that? You know? Yeah. Wiz yeah. Khalifa, see you again, man. Seeing checks until infinity and beyond. Oh my so. god, that, that see you again <laughs> song is I think it's still the most viewed yeah. song of all time. So shout out to him, bro. Shout out to Wiz. I mean, yeah, I get it. Sometimes those bags, like, they're really different. So you should take that opportunity. He was saying something about how, like, it was going to be in the memories of every iPhone. Like, bro, what? Yeah. How and are you going to... it was going to be a guaranteed hit. Yeah, like, how are you going to miss out on that, you know? But it's what it is, I guess. Maroon 5. Hey, what, what do you think happens in that situation? Do you think, like, all these labels, they get an email, like, hey, Maroon 5 is looking for a rapper feature... And yeah. then, and then, you know, whoever responds first gets it. Oh yeah, Corday will do it. Oh Corday, okay, cool. Um, I kind of picture it like it's similar to like, like the NBA where you can see like who's playing like really hot, but you can make moves a lot faster and a lot quicker. Okay, mm-hmm. this person's been killing the last three months. Yeah, we have three hundred. We have one hundred fifty grand to give this new guy a, a big feature, and that's what Corday was doing. He was hot for a very very long time, like six months. Maroon Five was like, yo, let's just get him on it. And the same thing happened. Same thing with Cardi B. Cardi B and Maroon 5 was supposed to go on tour, remember? Yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah. then that, that didn't happen again, right? So it's, it's just what the industry does for all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, a hip-hop artist gets really, really popping, and then they just do a feature on, like, a really cool pop song. Yeah, like Kendrick did with uh, Taylor <laughs> Swift. Man, man, children's children will see tracks from that song <laughs> forever. I yeah. still hear that song till this day. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I know. You know what I mean? I get it, though. I get it from the artist's perspective being like, yo, I don't want to do something corny like that. You know what I mean? But at the same time, the bag is different. Like, the bag is mm-hmm. insanely different. You better suck it up and finish that song, bro. For yeah. sure, man. For sure, man. Speaking of people in that lane that we talked about, Chance, Logic. You see the video of, of Chance and his, and his pops? <laughs> uh, you mean Logic and his pops? Oh, sorry, sorry, not Chance and his pops. Sorry, good correction. Logic and his pops, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw a little <laughs> bit of it. I guess he was just, like, proving that his dad is actually real like that just he ins- insert the clip right here please hey daddy what you got to say to the world hey what's going on it's time to go night night <laughs> if you if you had advice for anybody out there what would it be dad keep it real <laughs> keep it real all the time nigga you already know what it is <laughs> when keeping it real goes wrong and you're in a hell of a lot of trouble <laughs> <laughs> say what the fuck that's that chappelle that's... did you say actually to prove that his dad was real. <laughs> yeah, like was he? What was he trying to do? What was the goal <laughs> behind this? You, you, you know what's funny about it? Honestly, um, I find it hilarious. It's just weird. It's like okay, if me and you are both black people, as and we show up to work every single day, and I tell you, hey, as I'm just a conversation. By the way, I'm black. In case you didn't know. <laughs> Even though we both know me and you're black, wouldn't you find that just randomly weird? <laughs> I do think, okay, well, it's like a clear like, insecurity. Like, no, no, like, me and Alex are just chilling all day. We're playing ball. We're playing 21. I'm just letting him know. By the way, I'm black. You see the Jays game tonight? Like, you know what I mean? 
Just randomly inserting it in here. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> logic. You get and the fact he dropped the N word right next to his dad as well too. Just yeah. saying, <laughs> just just to make sure, just, just to, to make, make sure, sure like yeah. just double down, man, just to get it. Here's my dad. Here's the N word together. <laughs> logic clearly has some deep seated like insecurity issues about that. Very clearly. Yeah, because... we know his story on like Corday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, obviously, it seems like it's something that has become an even more touchy topic the way people have decided to like run with it and make fun of it and the Joe Budden thing and all that stuff. And like, he's not very well accepted in the culture of hip hop. That's undeniable. Logic is not very well accepted. Hmm. I think, uh, I think that probably plays a part. I think the fact that he is not this guy who is accepted, who is loved, whatever. But let's let's remember that Logic was a massive artist for a little bit, for like two, three yeah, years sure. there before he retired. The hotline song, yeah, the hotline song, the suicide hotline song made him. You know, he had his couple of underground years, and then he went yeah. to do commercial stuff, and then he he decided to make that song, blew up, and then retired, mm-hmm. and he was done. Right, and he but makes he, good music, man. Like he has a uh, like flexicution. Not anymore. Not the anymore. Bobby Tarantino. Uh, you know, he projects does, he doesn't make good music, he doesn't make good music anymore. <laughs> I know, yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah, but he he does, he used to make good yeah. music. Um, it's just that he has <laughs> he has gotten he no, he's gotten off, he's gotten off track because I think he's been so influenced by people's opinion yeah. about him. So now it's like he feels like he has something to prove, he has feels like he has something to defend, he has he has to mm-hmm. like. You know, whereas it really never was that. Like, people can <laughs> commend you for being a rapper and making music and whatnot. The other thing is, um, he had to deal with the whole thing of, like, him essentially somewhat sim- sim- similar to Corday of him, like, biting people's flows. Like, he made a song exactly like Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst with the same yeah. beat pattern, all that stuff. And he finally he made, admitted to it, yeah. Yeah, he made he made songs exactly like Drake's music. He made songs very mm-hmm. similar to J. Cole's music. Um, mm-hmm. He really copies and bites from a lot of different artists. And I think that part, along with the fact that he was never comfortable in his own skin, no pun intended, it, it, makes, it makes it feel like he was never comfortable being authentic to himself. And that's the worst thing you can be as a musician and as an artist is not being authentic to yourself because that shit relays in your music. That shit, it, it you can people can tell, yeah. um, and you especially in yeah, especially in the yeah. social media age where like you have to go out and promote your music and you're like, hey, yeah. dude, go listen and, to my song, yeah. blah blah blah. So. And that's a great point. People can really tell. And I brought up this point exactly last year where you're just like, nah, that's a great point. People are drawn to so much like real music. So when people hear like. Like gangster music, even on both sides of the parallel, if you're telling real stories about how bad things are for you and how you made a good come up, or if you're telling these, you know, these hood tales as well, too, which end up to being like really end up like high energy, like trap songs, people geared toward it. And you can tell by the billboard charts, like what's trending. So you're yeah. right. Like people who can't really tell a story who come across fake don't end up making it. So does that statement of fake it till you make it really come out true? Yeah. At the end of the day, for most artists, it does. Yeah. Because they have to put on persona for that long that they just end up living it. No, but because I think like there's certain there's certain things you can fake until you make. But I don't think the I don't think the authenticity of the music is something that you can fake. And also, and also, this is something that we have to keep in mind. 
Some people are better at faking it than others. Yeah, that's true. Being able to sell an image is a skill. Being able to sell who you are as a person is a very, very big and important skill. So some of these artists, they are able to fake it till they make it because they have the ability of faking it. You can be, you know, the best networker in the world, but if you're going around saying, hey, how you doing, man? My name is... uh, they, yeah. You know, nobody wants never to get to that. Your name is the brand. Your name is the IP. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're right, though. You're right. You are right. You are right. <laughs> nah, man. But literally, yo, on all some junk shit, yo, if I'm logic and I see Joe Budden in the streets, we got to shoot the fair one, bro. We got to go one on one. You know who also needs to hit the fair one on one? Drake, as his fans hit Ticketmaster mm-hmm. with a lawsuit following It's All a Blur tour sales. Yeah, cool. man, it's bad. So, a We're Canadian back, law man. firm has filed a class action lawsuit against Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster on behalf of anyone who bought the official platinum seats. The firm alleges Ticketmaster intentionally misled consumers for their own financial gain. The Toronto Star reports. They basically had the prices set up at $790 for the official platinum package on the 14th. And then on the 15th show, when they added another show, it was $400 less. So like, yo, you can't just do that. You can't just be like on the next day, it's $400 less and just hijack it up the first day. So um, the firm argues that the move was intentional on Ticketmaster's part. Honestly, I can see Ticketmaster doing something like that considering what they did with Taylor Swift. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not the first time Ticketmaster has been caught up in some bullshit like this, you know? Yeah, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, it, it it's crazy. So we'll have to wait and see, man. But it, this is ridiculous, man. This is this is too much for for concert tickets, and you can't just be hijacking people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we talked about it on the pod last week, but the whole idea that artists make the most of their money off of concerts, and and now these concerts are run and funded by a very small group of companies like live events, like Live Nation, like Ticketmaster, that all kind of work in the same sphere and the same ecosystem. They they now work to benefit themselves more than they do the artists. So the cut that the artists are making is not a lot. So that's why mm-hmm. the artists end up charging so much for their tickets because they want to keep their margins exactly the same. And because their margins are exactly the same, that means you pay $1,000 for a ticket to a Drake concert mm-hmm. versus Versus when me and Nat went in, what, 2014, we paid, I don't know, $200 for a Drake concert. So I just, it's $200, ridiculous. $200? I remember paying like, well, like like 90 bucks, maybe 120 bucks to get like, I don't remember. I, I, lawn, lawn tickets for OVO, bro. When we saw like Big Sean and YG, I didn't pay more than 100 Canadian dollars at most. I can tell you that. I saw a Kendrick in the summer. Uh, and I Back was then. Gonna, no, 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 no more than a hundred bucks. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't remember what it was back then. But um, I saw Kendrick in the summer this summer, and I paid two hundred dollars for like near the top of the fucking stadium. Oh, that's cool. You know, and no, it's not cool. It's a <laughs> lot. Like, it's a lot. So it's, it's expensive. Man. It's so it's much ex- money. Yeah, and guess how much? It's weird because it's only in North America. Because I was trying to get Kendrick tickets in Australia, they sell so fast. But I guess it's more regulated in Australia. You, you can't just hijack the prices. So right. it's like maybe a bill, 150 for like really decent seats. But they mm-hmm. go so fast. You got to be first come, first serve. Right. I feel like that's better than just like having $200 for sitting in the nosebleeds. You might as well just go home, get like a really sick theater system and just watch it by yourself, man. And have a great time. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. I don't know. Man, uh, I, before we, we get into what we've been up to recently in movie stuff, 
Speaking of movie stuff, actually, have you you've been following the Jonathan Majors thing that happened? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's sad. Um, crazy, absolutely mind blowing. Um, because I mean, look, uh, first of all, I really, really hope that his girlfriend is okay, and uh, you know, obviously that that she is is okay first and foremost. I do think that it was incredibly shocking, though. Yeah. Uh, at least, at least from a fan perspective, to be like, "Whoa!" Because at least as a person who was who has been following Jonathan Major's adolescent career, he hasn't been big time for very long. Watch Lovecraft Country, Last Black Man in San Francisco, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I really thought he, you know, he wasn't that type of dude to to be in a domestic violence issue, but. Clearly, he was he was arrested over the weekend on uh, on domestic violence charges. Um, I believe they're fighting. His team is fighting to to drop those charges. They said they have video evidence of, of the altercation of the taxi. They have video proof. They have uh, witness remarks from the Uber. They have all this stuff. So apparently, they're they're very very like they think that they think that they can negate this case. And I actually. Let's say, let's say, let's say that happens. Let's say that ends up being true. Let's say the she apparently uh, his girlfriend, who was the who was the victim of this situation, she already recanted her yeah. statements uh, and and recanted her statements. So look, there is a possibility that Jonathan Majors does not get charged in this situation. He he's not you know whatever, and and he essentially is okay moving forward. But the thing is, the interesting thing about this is that in the 24 to 48 hours after the incident, there were a lot of people that came out and said, well, if you didn't know, now you know, Jonathan Majors is a bit of an asshole. And that's exactly what uh, I uh, I didn't like, because like if the chick is out here fabricating the story, it makes well, me no, hold like... on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not about it's not about domestic violence, though. I'm just saying he's an asshole. So okay. it, it's it's not about domestic violence. There was there was a couple of uh like low level directors that he worked with in Yale that yeah. kind of had alluded to this before uh, there was there was someone on on Twitter who who said like there's someone in the Hollywood sphere uh, a relatively up and coming actor who is a mentally abusive and horrible person to work with yeah they're, that's they're, what I was going to say yeah so so and, off there, the abusive and sociopathic yeah, yeah, abusive and sociopathic, and then a yeah, couple people said like, you, yeah. "Oh, anybody who's in like the New York uh, acting scene or in the Yale mm -hmm. community knows this." Mm -hmm. I, again, I have no idea, but I think it's very interesting that this slipped through the cracks. That Jonathan Majors, regardless of how big of an asshole he is, because of his talent, was everybody ignored it. No problem. Keep pushing. Keep going. If it ends up being true, we don't know if it's actually true. And if it actually is true, then shame on everybody in the industry and everybody's just as bad. So you're pointing fingers and you got to put the same back at you. It's the same thing, like, to a worse extent, when you saw a lot of people doing the Harvey Weinstein situation, be like, I knew, I knew, or like, yeah, oh, I should have said something. Well, why didn't you say something in the moment? You know, even though that's 10 times worse, why don't you say something in the moment? Mm -hmm. So even though these are allegations, and the story, um, the girlfriend is recanting the story. And if all this happens to be true, and who knows, this this has a good chance of being not true. And Jonathan Majors cannot be this type of person. It is too late. If he did not do this, it is too late for him.
There was no second chance. There was nothing. His image has been destroyed. It would take a seismic change in uh, in what happened, what the story was for people to to change their opinion on it. And that's what I don't like when it comes to allegations because once something is spoken, no matter if the person is proven wrong, it is over. You know why? Because when he goes for his next role, a person is always going to be in the back of their mind and the exact same be like, hey, isn't that the guy who had the... Isn't that the guy who had the... Isn't that the guy who had the and you know what I mean? And you have to have your agent go on there like, oh, it was actually it's already too late. It's 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 already too late. And it's another example of it, man. So so it's unfortunate. So we'll see what happens going forward, man. Um, with the whole recanter story. And I'm pretty sure more information will develop as time goes on. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh it's over for that. And the Hollywood career that he planned on having. Yeah, that's a wrap, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it's crazy because <laughs> I had watched I had watched Creed three literally the day before yeah. the news drop. Um, great movie, by the way. <laughs> he was yeah. also he was also great in it. But like, I mean, it, it's just it's wild. Um, yeah. And look, look, I, I'm I'm not saying uh, that there's look there's there's from what we've seen so far from what the reports are saying so far is that there's a pretty decent chance that he gets off that he's. He's yeah, not sure. End up, he's yeah, not I was too. Good chance he gets off, but guilty or not guilty, it's a wrap. The allegations yeah. were enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. He oh, could be hundred percent clear, just the mere mention of it, it's a wrap. Yeah, that's all I heard for the past like 48 hours. It was it was rough. Yeah, was rough. exactly. Yeah, they yeah, it didn't take long for them to to jump out. The army the canceled him. He had a he had a commercial with the army that was supposed to go up, and they just completely canceled. Oh, him. I saw the commercial. Is that I'm commercial? Not, yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you though. That kind of turned me off a little bit yeah. about about Jonathan Major. Why are you doing an army commercial, dog? Like, you come on, man. Armed forces? No, hell no. I don't mess with the armed forces. And and on top, I, I, wait. Let me let me elaborate for any armed forcemen that are listening. It's just that I'm not a, a man who is let's war. go war. Yes, not I'm not. Well, I'm do, not. A, you do love the troops, you know everything, all that good stuff. Yeah, you're just an advocate of war. I understand. I, I, I have <laughs> I have respect and adver- admiration for people who end up going to war, yeah, and I I understand right, yeah. that. But at the same time, I don't think it is something that is necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is not some. It's not something that needs the billions and billions and trillions of dollars of funding that. It oh gets. yeah, like the, I told you like a couple of pods ago, like the spending budget was a trillion dollars just for this year, and you're like, what? Double check. I said nope for all five sectors. It's a trillion dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> spending budget. So, so for me, it's like listen. If I was, if I was a big time Hollywood actor, if I yeah. was, if I had all the muscles in the world and the workout plans and all right. that stuff, and the army reached out to me to do a commercial, I'm not doing that. I don't care how big the bag is. I'm not doing that commercial. Mm-hmm. I ain't no way. You're I'm trying. I'm trying That's to true. be. That makes I, sense. I, I'm not using my own brand image to help a 18 year old in Georgia sure. get recruited and go to Iraq and then die. No, I'm not doing that. Hell no. That. Yeah, you know, that. like, that's 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 my point of view on it. But I understand <laughs> other folks' point of view for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You what else? Much, what? You won't you won't have much choice when it's World War Three and they gotta enforce you to enlist. I'm a wall. All able body men. Eh? I'm a wall, man. I'm so a wall. I'm flat footed. <laughs> I don't have 2020 vision. My back hurts. I got knee surgery. I can't do anything of it. And if they even somehow still force me, I'm waving that white flag so fucking fast. You have no idea. Again, I'm so anti-war, bro. I'm telling you right now, ain't no one catching me on the battlefield doing nothing. I'm waving the flag. 
I'm going across to the other side and letting them know every fucking detail I need to know. Okay, so okay, that's it. Listen, man. Yeah, listen, bro. I'm going to Switzerland, fam. I'm going to Switzerland. Don't, that that motherfuckers <laughs> be staying neutral over everything. I'm good. I'm straight. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, none for me. Ain't a list of that's me. Sweet. I haven't. I have. I watched Creed, by the way. So I. I really like Creed. It was dope. Great, yeah, great movie. Good. Yeah, cinematography was great. Michael B. Jordan great did a great job as, uh, you know, his directing debut. He did a what sick did job. He, he was good, man. He was. He was good. I, I'm not gonna deny the man was good at acting. You know, he's a good actor, but good actor, yeah. yeah, clearly in a, a heat of trouble. He, he right did now. a better job in that movie than he did. I feel like in Gang, to be honest. Well, I, I feel like he does better <laughs> no, in grounded no, I think roles. They, 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 he was used better in mm-hmm. the movie. I want to say better overall, but he was used better in the time. No, I don't think that's a hot take. And he was at, during Kang. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I think like you just it's it's tough. You know, the cra- the other the other parts of this whole thing, by the way, the whole Jonathan Majors thing is like, what the hell is Marvel gonna do? <laughs> Cause well, because they they essentially they have planned the next twenty movies uh, around this. You dude. know the Marvel lawyers showed up heavy in the all black SUVs. Come on, man! You know they have a hundred million soldiers on retainer. I'm gonna apply yeah. myself next week, my guy. But that's Ooh, as that... soon as I'm done the bar exam, I'm applying, eh? Yeah, but see, I don't like that. I don't like I'm that. I'm trying to come that... out in the skinny, all white, black tie trench. I, I don't like, like that though. I don't like that. Cause you know what you're implying, right? You know what you're implying. You're implying cover up. You're implying a cover up. Oh, you think that? I'll just make a joke though. I'll just no, I know, I know, but I'm saying, I'm saying, people are gonna assume that it's. it's I a don't think we're gonna assume because it's Disney, yeah. right? They can afford it. They can afford hush money to make her just recant her story at the end of the day like you know at the end of the day you could do both sides but you have to trust the justice system and the legal system to do due process yeah okay you know what we're not gonna get into this debate again we're not gonna debate get get into I'm this i'm taking your side but... i'm finally <laughs> taking your side you know no. nice stuff like that I, wait, 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 wait hold on no no no, no. I'm, I'm, always always like, say... I'm always like you gotta wait to see the other side of all i'm like, saying yeah, what about the information? all i'm, I'm saying like, is that i don't try like the legal the legal <laughs> let's let's just put the faith in the good, trusty legal system of the United States of America. No, 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 no. no. trust in due process? Okay. Due pro- listen, I, I trust it, but Mountain I don't. Do. Listen, it is what it is. We're not going to get into a political debate here. I just think it'll be interesting mm. to see what Marvel does because Marvel has shaped the next 20 Catch me movies. as next week Wednesday on Marvel yeah. talking rap talk. On John me. Oliver, yeah. With John Oliver. <laughs> uh, Tucker Carlson and uh, Meg Kelsey, yeah, live at seven thirty p.m. Central. That's a wild cast of people. <laughs> I um, just think of three people that just came to my head. I will I say, I don't know what Marvel does because they're they've planned. He is supposed to be in a lot of ways like the ne- the Iron Man of this next twenty freaking movies. You it's know, over. It's over. I told but you. What? Right gonna, are they going to recast them? Do you think they? Do, well, okay. Look, if they're if they keep drop forward, but people are still going to believe. They're always going to have a what if, like the series that Marvel did, a very good animated series. But people are always going to have the what if, like I told you, in the back of their head when they go to the cinema, and it's going to affect box box office sales even the slightest bit. Yeah, it depends though. He has to be has to be a hundred percent, a thousand percent, and it has to be without like a shadow of a doubt. That's the only way. Like, it has Johnny to be Depp type situation. Well, people are rooting for him like a Johnny Depp type of situation. It if has it's not to that. Be. It's over. 
No, even in the Johnny Depp situation, there's still people who are on the other side of that being like, no. Oh, really? So I, I, <laughs> oh, I just, I, I think, um, I think, I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen, but it'll be interesting. It would be, it would take quite the PR stunt for this to completely mm. change into his favor and people to be, you know, kind of touting him. But, but I guess the, the overall point of this, the overall yeah. thing with this is like, bro, the overarching argument we really shouldn't be looking up to celebrities like that because we don't know who we don't know who these people are we really don't know who these folks are like genuinely have no idea i like it's just the matter of fact charles barkley saying i'm not your role model i'm just kidding (laughs) no but it's true like you really shouldn't be looking at we don't know who these people are we don't know what kind of things they've done to get to where they are we Mm -hmm. don't know what kind of how they treat the people around them so i just i think it's important to remember not to put celebrities on a pedestal as we yeah. have done with jonathan majors and many others before and after him you got to be careful with the people that you tout up um and kind of you know idolize if you will so yes but if you were to idolize anything from celebrities just idolize their story and their upbringing and all of that everything else the antics like just understand that capsule that in the hard work it takes like, to get to that point Prime example before we get off it, I always say Adrian Broner has one of the greatest upcoming stories. Like they can make a movie about how he became a boxer. But when he got to that limelight, he let his surroundings and the people around him fall off his high horse. He was supposed to be the next Mayweather and the king of the division and all of that. And he let that type of surrounding fail him. And a lot of parallels can be happen same way in life. So mm-hmm. with that be saying, not get too 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 dark now too 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 deep but we are movies so what we've been watching man what we've been watching what else you've been watching so yeah i watched creed, creed recently yeah i watched creed 3 recently uh watched the first episode final of chapter season... yeah uh watched the first episode of season four of succession oh don't was... tell me i'm gonna watch it right after yeah it was great great episode awesome episode uh it was okay. it they've they've like up the funny the funny is like oh my god it's so funny this episode is so funny uh it's nice. hilarious so yeah, I, I like that. Caught up on on Ted Lasso, all caught up there. Oh really nice, me too. I was telling episode. you when I was at your crib, bro. I'm like, yo, this episode is crazy. I was watching you in the morning. I love how they've they've pretty much brought like Zlatan Ibrahimovic, you know, yeah. into it because that's who Zara is, right? He's yeah, like yeah. Zlatan. So it's cool. I like it. That, that's a, that's a cool little bit to it. Cool. Um, I good like Ted Lasso. Show. Good feel show. Always makes you feel good. Watching The Mandalorian as always. Uh, I like good. this season too. It's good. Mm-hmm. Me and my girl actually recently started rewatching The Hundred on CW. I've already wow. seen it. I've already seen it, so I know everything that happens. But yeah. we were just talking about it the other day. And, you know about uh, those snakes in season three, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so snakes, eh, yo? When she gets when when wife gets a season three, oh, she will Yeah, no, no. She's she's been through season three. She's been through oh, season so four. She's been through season five. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been through all of it. So like, Back she's off the food supply. She, <laughs> she only she only ended up uh like not watching the last two or three seasons. So she's rewatching yeah. the hundred and, and rewatching the last two oh. or three seasons. That's so cool. yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch her go through that. I mean, it's it, it's not like a top tier TV show by any means, but it was good. It was good. You know, it was Yo, solid. Yeah. This is what I have with people. Now you look at the Paul. The pod comes full circle. Look at the revisionist history. I remember me and you used to sit down and we would watch the hunter and we would talk about Fire. how 
Amazing. The show was it is a good show. Fire. Look. The show was. I ain't finished yet, man. No, I <laughs> and now you gonna tell me it in the top okay. tier? It's not what tier it, you put it in. It's not compare like bro. I just went off and listed Succession and okay. Ted Lasso and Mandalore. It's not in that tier of shows. Okay, it's not in that tier of shows. So you but tell me is- CW ain't keeping the lights on at uh at at, at uh you tell me the hot ain't keeping the lights on at CW. No, because it's over. The show is done. But during the peak, it wasn't keeping the lights on? Uh, I don't know, to be honest with you. I wasn't don't know keeping the lights on like DMX? You know, for, all right, man. I don't know, man. Look, maybe The Flash was keeping the lights on for them. What have you been watching, bro? Listen, definitely not The Flash. Good God. I'm glad that's finally coming to an end, too. Yeah. Jesus, that show really fell off a cliff. Talk about nosediving. But uh, I've been watching Snowfall. Nice. We're talking I got to watch Nosediving. Boy, has that picked back up. And yeah. the trash talking I've done for the last season. Man, this season has been very good. I've been iffy about it. I was pretty done with it. But I waited three episodes and I banged up three episodes and I'm all the way caught up to episode six. It's a really, really good season, man. Mm-hmm. They really turned it on for the series finale. And I'm excited. So they can salvage their history as a as a great TV show. Obviously, maybe not an SS standard. It might not end up top in top tier. May end up no, right Snowfall is sick. Snowfall is sick. Might I end mean, up right I, next to the hundred. You never know. Right, no, no, no. Three no, years see, from now, on the see, I, I like, think you know what? Snowfall. I think like Snowfall is is a tier ahead of of the hundred. Snowfall yeah, is a tier ahead sure, of hundred. Look, look. Okay, so there's like Succession and Ted Lasso, which are like tier A. <laughs> yeah. Tier yeah. A, tier A shows. Yeah. Those are like top tier, right? And then Atlanta. tier B, tier B is yeah, tier A is Atlanta. Like tier B is like Snowfall. Uh, I you could probably say like power for a certain bit was tier B, um, you know like those type of shows, and then tier C, which is like good shows, but they're not actually good shows. Like the hundred is a good show, but come and the on. other place and the other place, like yeah, the other place. You mean the good place? Sorry, the good place. Yeah. No, the good place. The good place is a tier A show. Tier A show. Oh, so you put that in a tier A show? I yeah, do as well too. Yeah. We gotta say this for another part. Another part will do a quick 10 15 minute off on our TV show ratings and how we like put things into different tiers. Sure. Categorize. I want some sort of template going forward because this is blasphemy. What do you give uh, Sons of Anarchy? Sons of Anarchy is probably a tier A show. I haven't finished it though, so I can't say that. I... Yeah. Oh, and before we get out of here, I saw John Wick for the last chapter. Fire movie. It's three hours long. It feels like an hour and a half, beginning to end. You're just on a rush, thrill ride. It's great. I I suggest you watch in the theater, you know, in a really good setting, you know, and just have a ball and have a blast. It's 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 a great. It's I'm great hoping movie. I'm hoping I can they go and watch thing. it. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping I can go watch it tomorrow. So you I, going I to you going tomorrow? Yeah. If I get up free, I might just pull up with you. All right, bro. Sounds good. Pull up with you. The later Sounds the better, man. I might just pull up to that 10.30 showing. I mean, psych, not 10.30 showing because the ops be out there. No, I'm just kidding. We don't have any ops. But anyways, I will see you tomorrow, potentially. Thank you guys for tuning in so late into the No Good Podcast. Until next time, it's the No Good Podcast. We'll see you soon. Yeah. just escaping to mainstream. See what's in my head. I'm contemplating. I'm waiting. Tea leaves read themselves. So what they're saying. So what they're saying Might never come true Might never come true 
Might never come true. Might never come true. Might never come true. 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 Might never come true. Might never come true. Might never come true. Yeah, it's all new to you.